0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada At participating McDonald's. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer.
1: There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur.
2: They don't want the sacrifice to come with this shit. Hmm. Truly, Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. Get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts
1: that you can apply to get wealthy.
2: You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. Yeah, whatever it, it's it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money, buy income. Mm. Get money, buy more money. Buy more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause it ain't a second I can waste something food on place. What's good? with it, my wealth builders? It is your boy, David Bellart, one of the founders of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Here with you, here in the studio, with my brother Jalen. How you doing, dog?
1: What's up? What's up, y'all? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another founder of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Feeling good, feeling great, looking even better, man. So I can't really complain, dog. Uh, you, you talking a little spicy? Yeah, man. Fuck right. yeah, man. <laughs> I told y'all we we about to stop being so humble and reserved, man. Uh, we really do do this. I'm excited about this episode. We've been talking a little bit off camera yeah, already. Man, already. Uh, it's always great that we link with this guy, man. Um, we came across him, what year was that 2019? Yeah,
2: yeah. I Nine, think that was 18, 18, 18. whenever we started. Yeah, when yeah, we started. Um definitely, bro. Yeah, it's been a good conversation so far. Get ready to get ready into this episode. Um, before we get started, gotta ask y'all make sure y'all like rate, subscribe, leave that five-star rating and review for we you need boys.
1: need hit that notification bell and if you're on YouTube.
2: If you're in the Dallas area, January 28th, we're hosting an event at uh, the Financial Symposium Kickstart 2023. Kickstarted with us in downtown, uh, not downtown, in South Dallas. We're going to be out here uh, blowing smoke cigar lines with our guys Cuff and Mo from the Vision Lab podcast. Going to be a great time, great people, good information. Get you, Get your tickets in the show notes below. Yes,
1: sir. But like I was saying, man, um every time we link with this brother has been great. I mean that was the first episode we did. I think we was on that thing for like two hours, dog Yeah, we was. D ended up dipping out on us. Like, I got (laughs) enough of y'all shit. (laughs) (laughs) But man, um, ever since meeting this guy, it's been real genuine. Um, he's a thought leader in our industry. Uh, got mad respect for him, None other than Mr. Xavier Miller. What's, What's up good? with it, my What's brother? Good, man, he's he's Man, anybody, man.
2: When, y'all, when y'all hit me up and say let's do it again, I said, man, say less. Let's make it happen, man. Hell yeah, y'all get man. that swap done too. You know, I'm bringing y'all on the show.
1: Hey man, let us know. Let us know when we're gonna we make, make it happen, happen too, my yeah, brother.
2: Hey man, yeah. but glad to have you on again, bro. Like Jalen said, always, dear respect and love what you do. Hosting the Millionaire Mindset Podcast, one of yeah, the sure. top ones out here. Doing the thing, really pushing the culture forward, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited today to just talk about a lot of different things. But uh, for the people in our audience that ain't familiar with you, let's give them a quick introduction to Xavier, man. What's good, y'all? What's good? So, my name is Xavier Miller I'm from uh, Chicago. I currently live out right here in Dallas. I'm the uh, founder and the host of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. Like I said, I'm from Chicago. I got a military background. I got out in about 2018, I think it was, 2019. I can't remember which year it was. But I got out and then I got into entrepreneurship, real estate, investing, all that stuff. Been podcasting for, we started around the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's been like four years now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so going on four years. Yeah,
2: go, yeah, about four years. So yeah, that's a quick, that's a quick, quick uh, on who I am. So, so, so man, I really think it's time for us to talk about that podcast Hell industry, yeah, man. man. That's something, uh, we talked about it whenever we went to Norfolk. We went to Norfolk, Virginia for right. Black Diamond Weekend and just talked about a lot of the opportunity in the industry and like how... People kind of sleep on the different ways that podcasts, not like, it's not just something that people listen to, Mm -hmm. but this is a whole business, right? business. So like, with the industry, when did you first realize that podcasting was a business? That's it, bro, that's a crazy question. I didn't really, so the first, the first about six, six to 10 months, you know, I was doing out of leisure. It was fun. It was just something I picked up on. I didn't know you could make money. You know what I'm saying? I didn't look at it Same at, for us. as like a business. It was just like, man, it's fun. You know, getting the chance to talk to people, meet different people, have a conversation, put the information out there. It's all dope and fun. But then I started doing research, more and more research, seeing people making money. You know what I'm saying? He- seeing it, hearing the people doing crazy deals. You know I'm, saying? I'm thinking like, wait, this is a bit then I realized this is just the entertainment business. This is part of the entertainment business at the end of the day. Broadcast. Although we kicking information, we kicking game and value to people, this is the entertainment business. So knowing that. It's a business. I got to act like it's a business. I got to move like it's a business. So, yeah, it took me about within that first year of doing it. I'm like, yo, this is a business. We got to uh, really build this brand and focus on it and, and elevate it to as high as we can. Mm-hmm.
1: And one of the things that I liked about you, what you were doing with podcasting, kind of like us, you was busting out content. Yeah. Like whenever we first started, dog, yeah, like crazy. I remember you, I was talking to you whenever we went to Sacramento for the Yes Honey uh, Collector. It's like, yeah, man, recording every weekend. Mm-hmm. And like people don't understand some of the work that go into podcasting. Right. Facts. They they see the end product, but they don't know we've been locked in here since 12 o'clock today. It's 432 right now. Crazy. And
2: <laughs> and we still gonna be we, going after exactly. <laughs> and, and like
1: with you, right? Like y'all was doing. Were y'all recording every weekend at that point?
2: No, at, at that point we was recording. Bro, we was recording like three times a week, two three times a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. we was recording at like least twice a week.
1: We was recording like three times in the weekend, like on a right. Saturday. All we'll weekend, do right, yeah, we'll right, do okay. bomb bomb bomb. Yeah. but they don't understand some of the work that go in that. And one of the things that I liked about your show is. Once you record, like, that shit coming out ASAP. ASAP. I don't fuck around. Don't. <laughs> like, asap yeah. dog. Yeah, because I don't
2: know. Because I I never understood why people record. Then they would sit on shit for a month, two, six months. I'd be like, what are you doing? What was your point in recording if you're going to hoard the content like that? That never made sense to me. I'm like, the quicker I get it out, the more engagement I could get, but the more reach I can get, the more new people going to find me. Ain't no point in me sitting on it. Just keep it moving. Keep pushing out content. My mentality when I started... In the industry was I look like, I have no following so mm-hmm. my mentality was I got to kick this fucking dough down these people don't know nothing about me I'm not no celebrity I think I had like less than two thousand followers on all social media platforms combined when yeah. I started podcasting so I knew like if I'm releasing an episode every two weeks once a month how the fuck are these people gonna find me they, and they already don't know who I am so my mentality like I got to kick this dough in I'm finna release so much con- so much content where you can't ignore me. Mm. That was my mentality. And then when the audience came, I was like, okay, I think we could scale back a little bit because it was getting to a point where people would hit me up like, man, I'm trying to catch up, but you releasing so many episodes, <laughs> yeah. I can't catch up. So I'm like, like all right, we can scale back now. with the mixtapes, yeah, dog. Yeah, like, we can scale back now. But that makes sense, though, like flooding the streets because mm-hmm. that's exactly the same thing we did whenever we first came yep. up to the scene. Now, opposite of you, we did have the Instagram platform. right, right. Right. Too, right. So that was one of the big things that led to our growth. But when people start stuff like this and they try to start in the industry, they think I think that's the number one thing that stops so many podcasts, right? Jalen, I think you're both familiar with the numbers than me. They got a bunch of podcasts, but how right. many of them are I recorded one episode, two episodes, and then I just put it down and never did it it's no. a lot. again. It's
1: a lot. Most podcasts, because <laughs> I did my research, most podcasts has 10 or less episodes.
2: That's crazy. They, you know, it's because they're not seeing the results that they thought they were. And was that, I was just
1: about to say what's even crazier is the average listenership on a podcast is 300 listeners per episode. This is what a lot of people don't know.
2: That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. It's not it's it's a low barrier of uh, entry. Like, I think that's the thing but, that get people. And caught it's up. also like, because they think it's easy because they see like, you know, all the memes and shit. Now right. the dude, uh, what's his what's name? The, <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's funny podcasts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wake EDC.
1: up at one o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, people think it's <laughs> just hilarious.
2: It is hilarious, but people, like, it's become a meme now because they think it's so easy to start and grow. But that, what you just said, that's one of the hardest things right there. Like, not only just getting the content recorded, right, but now you got to edit the content. Now you got to get it out there. And then once you get it out there, you got to promote that content. Editing creating it, and editing it is the easiest part. Getting mm-hmm. it out there to the point where you got some traction and people That's actually interested in what the fuck you talking about is the hard part. And everybody talking about how easy, I be like, try to do it yourself. Let's see if your shit blow. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? and a breakfast cutoff. ba 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 It probably
1: won't. More than likely, it's not. It probably won't. That's just the reality of it. Because once again, once people don't see those results that they they're think gonna they're going to get, they're going to stop. Um, and I kind of want to get into that with you. When did you first see the value in your podcast, right? Like, you said you only had like 2,000 listeners across everything whenever you started.
0: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. like a good neighbor state farm is there
1: starting out what were your numbers like and what kept you moving forward
2: man so uh starting out i think like the first we kind of grew really quick to be honest but that first couple months i think i, I remember vividly the first time we hit 500 um downloads total it was like within the first two or three episodes and that shit was like the, the dopest thing in the world to me at the time. I ain't give a fuck about a hundred thousand, a million downloads or nothing. That's just five. I was seeing 500. was like, oh, damn, we yeah, you something. see You see the little countries. You're like, they, they, you're like, like, like wait, nigga, <laughs> niggas out like, here talking to me. <laughs> Right. I'm like, damn, niggas in the UK listening? I'm like, and at that point, I only I was doing it for fun. It was strictly fun. So I didn't, if it was 20 listeners, I would have kept doing it because it was truly fun to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like the conversations I was having was enjoyable. So at the, you're not losing nothing the worst thing you lose is time by having a good conversation and so i wasn't tripping you know what i'm saying so yeah I that's a fact i wasn't tripping on like um the numbers nothing like that but within the first six months it was growing really fast though it took off like at a, uh like after the third month it started picking up like really fast and, and i think it's important that you just like it started off with that passion side of it mm-hmm. right because again People think they gonna get in the podcast and they're gonna blow right then and there. You actually have to be interested in whatever the fuck it is you wanna talk about right. with people. And you gotta be interested in the people you're gonna be talking to. And you gotta be
1: a likable person. You gotta be a likable person. <laughs>
2: it's true. You gotta have some personality right. to yourself. Like, cause why I'm gonna listen to somebody, if you talk like the clear eyes man. I'm not listening to <laughs> <all> that <this> shit, <laughs> <laughs> But like with the podcast industry, I think one of the biggest things people sleep on is how you can even if you're small, you can always leverage it and grow your all network. Racks. Like I remember, it was people that I never thought I'd to talk to because uh, nobody knew who we were. Nobody knew David Bellard. I'm this dude from Opelousas, Louisiana. I played Crazy. football at Louisiana Tech, and I didn't even get on the damn field. Like, what do you mean? Who is who are you, sir? And now we getting people like Josh Children, somebody I watched play sports play. all. Facts. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, for sure I'll get on your podcast. It's like, oh, okay. it's something about this that's going to, it opens people up a bit more. It's like, it's a value add, mm-hmm. even if they, even if your audience isn't big. And what it is, is instead of you just focusing on, like, the podcast itself, you can focus on that relationship with that person, and that could pay dividends down the line. Down the line, you know, That's facts, bro. I agree.
1: What have you learned most since you started podcasting?
2: Ooh. Shit, regarding business or just per- on personally? Give me one of each. So business, I would say. Um, oh damn, that's a good question, bro. This is one of the best questions I got asked in a minute. Ain't nobody, I do Only think nobody ever asked me this regarding business. I say It's several things. One of the main ones I would say is, um, it's important to have a tight circle. Hmm. That's probably I would say that's number one because it's because it, it's as a podcaster you meeting so many people. And you hear so many different ideas. So when you hear something somebody doing, you be like, damn, maybe I should have looked into that. Get that you know object <laughs> syndrome. You know, you know how that goes? You'd be like, then you are talking to somebody else, same thing. You like, but at the end of the day, this is working for us. So it's like we need to just become master of our craft, stick with what we're working with, but also have that small circle where it limits that distractions. And it's people that put value in us, believe in us and stuff like that. So that's probably like the um biggest thing I, regarding business, I would say I learned personally is um just how to communicate with people and be a better listener. Yeah. You know, podcasts teach you how to listen. If you really want to be a good, po- good podcasting, ain't nothing but being a good listener. You listening to people and you listening, you can fully understand what they saying, So you could get a proper response. You're not listening to respond, but you listening to get the proper response. You know what I'm saying? So no, I, I follow. you. yeah, yeah. that's what podcasting taught me really just how to listen to people and really hear what they saying. So I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear what um i want them to say i'm truly listening to hear what they got to say you know what i'm mm. saying and truly understand them because everybody's so different that's what podcasts have shown me like ain't no two people the same everybody is so fucking different it's crazy for real but that's that's probably the two biggest things i can that, think of that's a big gem right there bro with that listening that communication to, that listening to mm. not to respond because one of my friends is one of the ones that taught me that like a while ago he he told me that when we were in college he was like bro you you don't sometimes you're not listening to understand. You're listening right. to respond. respond. And I think when people hear that, they don't always uh-huh. understand what they mean. When you're listening to respond, you already know what you're you gonna say. You already know what you're about to say, <laughs> no matter what this person say, <laughs> It don't matter what the <laughs> hell yeah. they just say. You're
1: listening for one point right. to where they can drill you can drill down on whatever they said to mm-hmm. prove your point.
2: Exactly. And it's like that's not conducive to a conversation at all. Nor does it help an interview, especially if you're somebody like you said per everybody personality different. Yeah, right? Everybody different. So somebody might take offense to that. Where somebody else, they might they might be like, "Oh, okay, you thought about this one thing I said, but you just ignored everything else." Now they now they shutting down. Now they don't want to talk to you no more. It's like you gotta be real skilled and nuanced at that aspect of. It. And right. I think people just think sometimes you just getting on a mic and talking. Man, how many us Let's be real. How many podcasts we didn't say where? The motherfuckers that's controlling the conversation is terrible at it. You like, well, why are they not asking this? Why do they keep interrupting? Like, is they really listening to what this person's saying? It's so many podcasts I listen to, I be thinking, like, man, turn this shit off. I can't take it. They don't know how to control the conversation. They terrible listeners. They keep interjecting, so it's like it's a waste of my time. There's a lot of podcasts like that.
1: That's a fact. Yeah. I've heard a lot of them where it's like, yo, he can't even get through his point. Like you <laughs> if you wanted it to be about you instead of doing an interview show you should have just did a single solo pod exactly and i think that's another thing i kind of want to get into on the pod side people think that podcasting is what we're is solely what we're doing right now right. but once you really start to explore the industry you get to understand that it's so much more because once again when we were starting i really became a student of the game I, and i'll be honest to y'all before we even started our podcast i told dave i didn't know what this shit was David told me about podcasting.
2: Yeah, I was a podcast junkie. Yeah, he he was. I found out about podcast. I listened to everybody podcast. I was listening to your podcast, Charles EYL. Mm.
1: Everybody,
2: I was a a pod
1: fiend. Exactly, and like I turned into the same thing because I wanted to become a student of of the the game, game, right? And so I ended up going into not just conversational stuff. I was like, okay, what's this drama stuff? What what is this, uh, true murder podcast? And then you go start to listening to all the other things that they can do in this industry. And I'm like, damn, this shit really dope. This shit like dope. this is, is like theatrics it without, is. this is like watching movies, but it ain't no movie. It's like, I'm still
2: watching movies with just the sound. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly what it is. Cause people, people interested these days, specifically in my opinion, people interested in hearing people's stories, whether they can entertain them, but they can get them some game and value. People just want to get to know more and more, and want to learn more information. I feel like that's, I feel like people listen to podcasts more than motherfuckers that's just um, watching TV for real. You know what I'm saying? You look at some podcast networks; they are doing bigger numbers than some TV networks.
1: That's a fact. Wall yeah. Street Journal, Wall Street Journal is like one of the top, top yeah. like downloaded podcasts.
2: You can look look at Joe Rogan. Crazy numbers, Crazy. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? People watch him more than they watch the TV for real. So that shows you how much power is in podcasting for real. But people still don't. That's To be honest, we got in at the right time because it wasn't oversaturated. Everybody wasn't creating them. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, 2022, 2023, everybody think it's so easy to make one. When we got in, it was still so fresh and new to a lot of, especially within, our community, within our community. A mm-hmm. lot of people was like, well, I mean, it wasn't that many options like that for the stuff we talking about that look like us. How many options was it really?
1: Not many, dog. Few, it was a handful. Between.
2: It was a handful. So we had that. We had that. Um, that early advantage on most people. That's going to be hard for people to really um catch up to, and I, that's something that most people don't really understand.
1: And and I, I kind of want to even hammer into that a little bit more. People might hear you say that and think, "Oh man, I can't start a podcast." Right. You're that's still. you still. You're All still right. early. You're still early. You're right. Because more than half of the United States is not listening to podcasts.
2: Fact. So. I will say a caveat to that, though. Like, the difference is, so the way Zay built his and the way we built ours, right, there were less options now. Right. Now you should focus on building a brand a before you're starting the podcast. Yes. Because yes. if you're just going to start right. talking on a microphone and thinking somebody want to hear what you got to say, <laughs> <It's>
3: everybody like, <laughs> on a microphone. You can everybody. go buy the shirt. You can spend the $400 <laughs> if
2: on it if you want. But if... Why should I listen to you? Why should I listen to you? Exactly. What value have you given me? Exactly. It, it would be better and more... A, a better way to start to gain a strong listenership is to do this. this build a brand first. Like, um, I think who i seen, she debuted at number one. Uh, you're talking about B Simone? No, 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 no. Uh, in the business category. Uh, what's that girl's name? Erica taught me. She's a lawyer and she always, she got the TikToks breaking down like I a think bunch I know of who stuff. So about. she used the TikTok, she was a TikTok to build her brand first, giving value on there first and then she was that. able to get the long form content out that. that people was gonna listen to. I think that's a better model that's now in 2022. That's correct. There's no twenty twenty-three. <laughs> it's I ain't trying to trying to gas myself or nothing like that, but in 2023, to duplicate what me and Deanna did is gonna be nearly impossible. Having no following and grow a platform that quick is gonna be nearly impossible. Facts. So that's you have fact. to go that route. Like at that time we started, there wasn't an abundance of people like us
0: Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: We started, I think we started before EYL around the same time. So let's say you got us, you got EYL, y'all.
1: I know we started in March of 2019. And we started,
2: On the pod. We started the end of December 2018. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah, y'all and EYL probably start right around the same yeah, time. Yeah, around the same time. EYL, US, y'all. You got social proof. You
1: had Charles Ogilvy
2: Charles, t- shout out to Todd. And that, that was really that, that, was, that it. was it. Yeah, that was really bad. That was it. that was really it. So, but now it's a lot. So it's like if you could if you come in the game now, it's gonna be a lot harder. That's just the reality of it, is because you starting so much more late, and we got such a more um, momentum momentum mm-hmm. than the person that be starting with no audience.
1: That and we've learned how to navigate the industry. The industry well. too. Yeah. I, I think that's another thing people discount is understanding how to keep content going, right? Sometimes they might be like, oh man, I just talked about this last week. How do I keep on finding fresh people? How do I keep on finding <laughs> fresh topics, right? Facts. Yeah. Or like, how can I go deeper <laughs> into a subject? Because well, that's another thing that people don't do. Like, we get real surface level on things, but you can get surface level, but there's some topics that you can go real, real deep, deep in into. And you can start a whole podcast series if you're smart. I'm giving you a play. If you're smart, you can start a whole podcast series on one specific topic.
2: No facts.
1: And you could go, okay, I'm going to have a full episode breaking We're all of this down.
2: Breaking all of this down. And deep conversation. That's facts. Especially if you got some people with some personality. You know, that's the key to all this shit. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much game we kick, People want to be, they still want to be entertained to some degree. Mm-hmm. So if you got some, like, I'm like let's be real. Imagine, imagine a character like Charleston White, but a financially educated Charleston White. He would be the number one. I ain't going to lie, that shit would be funny. He would be, the number <laughs> Motherfucker one. he would be the number one business podcast in the world, hands down. It would take time, of course, but a person like that, people can't turn that shit, I'll they can't it turn it away you from scammers. <laughs> <laughs> Look how many people say they hate them hate Charleston like they can't stand him. But they his content viral every day.
3: Facts.
2: Every day. And an agitator done just cause you don't like him don't mean that you ain't paying attention. Exactly. That's what people get confused. They be like, man, I want motherfuckers to like me. It's like the person that's like is rarely is rarely watched. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have some polarizing to you to so make people think like I hate that motherfucker or I love him. You don't want nobody in the middle. In the middle, that's where people don't care about you. At you want them to like really like I fuck with Dave, I fuck with Jalen so heavy. They do any event where I'm pulling, I'm pulling up, or you want them to be like, I can't stand them niggas. I don't I fuck hate, with I hate them niggas. And, 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 and you know the, one, what I'm saying? For all the ones that can't stand yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. You
3: got,
2: you got to have your door. Because if you, if you don't fuck with me, that means you. The fact that you don't fuck with me also helps me because you're not for me. And yeah. I think that's another misconception. You got to think everybody in the audience. No, somebody might fuck with me and Jalen. They might not fuck with you and vice versa. And that's that's why this makes this industry so open. Because it's like, it's about the personalities at it the is. end of the day with the podcast. It is.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I, you said something a while back, right? It was like the biggest thing for if you want to build a personal brand is not be afraid to give your opinion on something. Facts. And I think that's what a lot of people are scared mm-hmm. of. They're so scared cancel of cancel culture, culture yeah, say, yeah. and tiptoeing on the line and shit. But if you can at least share your opinion, and that's why Kanye West is so polarized, that's right? Just, that's why. It's because he don't give a fuck what he say, he and he <laughs> gonna say it yeah,
2: exactly. And he gonna say uh, things that because let's be he real, he gonna double down on the shit. Down. And it's a lot of things that people say. It's a lot of stuff that the average person is thinking but them themselves scared to say it because they don't want to get canceled. So somebody like whoever whoever is creating the content saying it is like, damn, he's saying exactly what I want and to say. And bro, Andrew, then so Andrew Tate. Uh, Andrew, 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 yeah. yep. That's why he's so big, polarizing. He's saying a lot of shit that how men personally feel. and He being that voice for a lot of unheard men. And that's why they fucking love the fuck Kevin out of him Kevin Samuels. You, Kevin Samuels. You either love the fuck out of these people or you fucking hate them. When that's they die, or when Kevin died, people was cheering. That, man, that I shit was wild. You ain't never like seen that. no
1: shit like that. I said, y'all, y'all really wild. Yeah, he man. told, he told you about fucking step y'all game up <laughs> and y'all, y'all hate. feel played. <laughs> <blade. laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> bro, that's what it, bro, it, they either, you just gotta, um. I think as a creator, you gotta accept that because there's no, you don't want that, the middle ground is the most dangerous place to be. You either wanna be loved or mm-hmm. hated. And once you accept that, I feel like, um, your content and your brand gonna even go. So just say fuck trying to be be liked by everybody. Just speak my mind. Because if you all of us, if we naturally speak our mind, we gonna fizzle out a lot of motherfuckers. They gonna be like, that person crazy. I completely disagree. <laughs> fuck him. He an asshole. He a dickhead. Whatever they gonna say, they gonna say a bunch of shit. So, like, I, I told myself in 2023, I'm saying whatever the fuck I want to say. And I'm gonna find the that I already got an audience, but I'm gonna find an even bigger more audience because it's gonna people say, I hate this nigga. I ain't fucking with him. But I realized, though, People don't ignore what they dislike, mm. and that's why. Ooh, that's a far. That's why people like you talk about the Kanye's, the Andrew Tate's, and uh, Kevin Samuels that they should grow so much because when you scrolling, it don't matter what platform it is, and you see some. I'm talking about the average person. Me personally, I don't give a fuck, but the average person when they see something that really like they really put it on with, their story. They fucking hate. They put it on their story. Quote tweet. Motherfucker, what the fuck you talking about? Fuck you! Or they share it to somebody. This nigga stupid. You know what I'm saying? People, I learned that people don't ignore what they they got disdain for. They don't know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why shit go viral. That's you go fact. through the you go through the, <laughs> you go through the top ten viral is. It's all shit that people completely disagree with. Like it's the, like uh, if y'all disagree with it, why the fuck y'all talking about it? Just ignore it. That what you call it, girl? When you saying that made me think about it, like. The average person really don't recognize that's how this shit works, right? That's the period I period uh girl, right? Yeah. Everybody hated that <laughs> shit. They hated, hate it. It, but they all reposting it moved. and quote tweeting it. And each time you quote tweeting it, you, put it in front you putting your it, audience. You put it in front of your so audience. So as a content creator, you should leverage that information yes. for yourself. It's like, yeah, it might piss a few people off. Yeah, somebody might My think Muppa gonna share it. They gonna share it. And at the end of the day that's helping you cuz i'm a firm believer that the people who support you support in silence they do the people who hate you they're going to be the loudest they're going to they- be loud mm-hmm. and that's why I- you got to lean into that that hate more because those people that love you they not resharing it they just silently like yeah i fuck with this they might message you like that's hard but the people that hate you they're the loudest bro they mm-hmm. making um duets on tiktok you know what i'm saying they look, share, at, this look at this dumb motherfucker. look at this dumb motherfucker. i completely you like damn it did, but that's, that's That engagement is bringing you more and more and more traction. Oh yeah. Like, that's the only reason somebody like Andrew Tate is the most popular person in the world. Donald Trump, Andrew Tate, Kanye West, Kevin Samuels. We could do this shit all day. We go on and on and on. All these people are known strictly for having opinions and thoughts that a lot of people hate, but they can't shut the fuck up about it. And they can't get them to shut and up. And they can't get them to shut up. Hmm. I think cancel culture a myth but that's just it, me I, you think so Yeah, I think it's a myth I ain't seen nobody successfully get canceled yet mm, that's a good, that's they good. say R. Kelly R. R. Kelly's music still getting bumped. Still getting bumped. he, he, he canceled himself he locked up so yeah. he fucked up but I, Drew, that's a good point though you
1: might I know. used to think uh, Daniel Caesar was canceled but I think people it's still like, listening to his music know
2: what I'm saying like cancel culture is just like the people who don't fuck with you same, same point the people who don't fuck with you would not right. gonna fuck with you in the first place so, what's what's the difference? Cancel? I think you. I, now that you say that, you, I think you're right. I, I just realized cancel culture. Cancel culture only works if you're not performing at a high level. Mm. If you're performing at a high level, there's nothing they can do about it because people gonna fuck with it. Kanye, as much as they say they hate Kanye, that he can drop, drop an album right, right now, and nah. that's hot. That shit gonna be played everywhere. If the shit is garbage, it's gonna make the canceling magnify look like he's really canceled. But if the shit, if he's if he's performing at a high level. Nothing you can do about it. Them niggas is gonna bump it. They're gonna keep fucking with you, like, hey, this nigga hot. What I'm supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? And that's within anything. That's when, if Kyrie, he was quote unquote canceled. If he came back and he was playing like a scrub, it would have been like, damn, Kyrie fucked up. That bitch went 12 and 0 on their ass after that. That nigga came back balling, getting 30, 40, he killing. Ain't no cancel. People didn't shut They're not even saying nothing about Kyrie. They are. That's a fact. He's (laughs) balling. So that's just what it comes down to. Whenever they try to cancel, you just gotta. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Perform at a peak level and then ain't nothing people could do about it. Yeah.
1: Mm. I, I kind of want to ask you about like the personal branding side, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, what you've done with the podcast, like once you started to magnify, you actually really leaned into it and like you were able to grow on Twitter and stuff like that, really well. How'd you start to develop that sense of personal branding, and how'd you really start to amplify? Amplify,
2: just um, sharing my thoughts and opinions, bro. To be real, I didn't even know. Like, I ain't have no strategy. Like with Twitter, Twitter I got on Twitter, and I just started talking about shit that I, I thought was common sense to me, because this is how I was brought up. And then, <clears throat> then when I would say things, it would get a huge reaction out of people. People get upset. A lot of people just get mad or say whatever. I just be like, I thought this shit was common sense. So now I'm just doubling down. I'm just sharing my thoughts even more. And I guess I could, I guess I could type well where people can understand what I'm saying or mm-hmm. misunderstand, so that make it even better. But that's 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 just really what it is. Not being uh, afraid to share like my true feelings and thoughts on things while also providing some value where there's information with it. Cause that's like you know in this content industry, at the end of the day, you either got to be entertaining, informal, or uh, inspirational. Mm-hmm. I, st- I, tr- I strive to be all three. So I think if you all three, it's only a matter of time before you blow. What's good, my wealthy people? Are you a small business owner looking for funding to grow and expand your operations? Are you tired of all the business credit gurus promising big results and then under delivering? Here at Black Wealth Renaissance, we understand the unique challenges Black business owners face when it comes to securing funding. And that's why we're excited to announce our partnership with U-Leverage Capital to provide comprehensive funding solutions to Black business owners. Our team of experts at the Business Credit Suite have the knowledge and experience to help you find the right funding options for your business. With the Business Credit Suite, you'll get access to a powerful software that walks you through the process step-by-step to guarantee that you're going to get the funding options that are best for your business. And on top of that, you're going to have a team of dedicated agents to give personalized advice to you to help you grow your business. Visit blackwealthrenaissance.com slash funding today and take the first step in securing the funding that you need to grow your business and succeed as a Black business owner. In my
1: opinion, that's hard. So I kind of want to go a little bit deeper in the podcast realm now too. So once again, we all started at the same time. Mm -hmm. I know we didn't really start learning how to navigate the money, the money situation. till what it, what it was, maybe second, third year of the pod. Uh, like making money
2: from the pod. Yeah. 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 Um, it was all off the love, Zoom, mm-hmm. and funding from our other endeavors. <laughs> I already know.
1: What was your first check from potting, and what did that feel like?
2: The first check. So my first check from potting, it was probably like $50. This was like within the first couple of months. Was that like from like anchor? Like, anchor? The yeah, Anchor check? Yeah, yeah <laughs> the Anchor check. That monetization. That was a Bro, I swear to God, that was like the best feeling in the world because I didn't get in there for money. I got in there. This was just a hobby. This was me having fun. So seeing that money, I'm like, oh, damn. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They just pay me for talking. Hey, fuck this! I'm finna double down. We got to go crazy now. So that was just like, um, yeah, that turned me up. And then after that, it was over with. We turned up like we finna, we finna really monetize this thing. And I don't think people, people realize how many ways you can monetize a podcast. That's a fact. Bro, yeah, there's so many things you could do. You got merchandise. You got affiliates. You got live events. You know what I'm saying? It's so. Well, well, I'm forgetting some shit. You I can think, sell your I think, own product. Like Sell your own product. I think
1: me watching back, remembering you all story, I think one of the big things that hit for y'all was the text, the morning text yeah, thing the morning text, that yeah. y'all was doing. You can yeah. build a community.
2: Build a community. That's what we did. We had the morning text thing, and we had so many people on that shit. I don't even know. I can't even remember why we stopped it. We stopped it after a while, but we had so many people on there, where we just send them a morning inspirational text. But then when the episodes dropped, Hey, the episode out now. I got if I got thousands of people on the text, soon they they read everybody ain't nobody ignoring the text, even you might not respond, but you see that motherfucker. So mm-hmm. you see that text and you click that now you tapped into the episode immediately. So that was one of the uh dope ways that um that we that we utilize to grow our brand too, mm. Yeah.
3: Mm.
2: And like just going on to that monetization piece some more, like you selling your own products, you marketing, you. Marketing for people, advertising—that's right. one of the big ones. Speaking like engagements you can do through the platforms, like speaking engagements. That's one that we've been tapping, tapping into in more into. recently. Um, <clears throat> but like marketing, people think like you just got to do the anchor thing, bro. You can approach local businesses. Facts. You're doing video. You can do product placement, Facts. like. I know Jalen got the tequila bottle. Hey, El Pedrino. Unless some niggas tell me, I ain't putting shit up." good? I'm
1: drinking some Reposado, bitch. But I ain't putting your logo in shit.
3: Nope.
2: Try talk that shit. <laughs> talk to me, nice. Like I was saying, like, there's so many ways, and like, and this is a national brand, right? But you can approach mm-hmm. local brands. You can approach small businesses in the area, even if your audience is like 300 people, right? If you 300 people, and this is a tax service, local tax service. Hey, I got 300 people. i put you in on each episode for $300 for a month. At least you're making something. Right. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, the cost of your production, you can cover the cost of your production by just being strategic in that way. No, mm-hmm. facts. And what's crazy, this is, I don't know, I just this just crossed my mind. But the only thing about monetization, I will say for the people that's listening, specifically if you monetizing within our industry, is you got to be careful of having the bullshit artists because mm. when people know that you monetize your platform, you got somebody on there that you might not even be aware. That's how it would be. you never aware of somebody that's scamming or nothing like that. You, we, we don't shit, be fucking honest. Yeah, on. that shit so so, crazy. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody come on that scamming, the average, the people from the outside, they looking like, oh, you had to know you had them on the, your platform, is monetized, and now you like hold on. So that's the thing that when you do become monetized, just for this shit, I learned over time that vetting process. If you a guest oriented show, that vetting process has to be so much more harder because you don't want no bullshit artists coming on your show. That's a mm. fact.
1: I, I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because I wanted to get into this. One, the vetting process. Whenever we started, there was no blueprint right. for what we were doing, right? <laughs> A lot of the things we were just learning, like bumping yes. our head or our audience was growing so much as like people were reaching out to us and like, hey, I want to be on the show. And like I said earlier, sometimes it's like, okay, how do I keep content coming out? So I might just go get this person because they reached out to me and right. I looked into them surface level and like, oh like yeah, they, they look good, like... What it look like they doing is right. But Thanks. how do you deepen that vetting process? What what y'all doing now? So what I like to do is
2: I like to reach out to people. Like everybody got mutuals these days. I like to reach out to people that I trust and know. Like I know this is a solid person. I trust their judgment. And just keep it real with me. Like, hey, you know this person? If they know him, what you think about them? They they solid? They they really taking care of business. They really doing they really living this life. If they like, yeah, they definitely is. I know him. He he really doing it. Or they like. I don't know if if they say I don't know some shit, right? I didn't heard some shit. I'm like, all right, I need to I need to take this a step back and just Mm -hmm. don't move. Let's 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 do some more information, some more dives on it. So that's that's really what uh, we what we do for sure. Like I said, now we also got a contract. So if we find out you're doing any fraudulent activity that we were unaware of, and we released the episode, you doing some bullshit, we got the right to take all of it down. So that's what we do, and that's that's smart as a brand, just to reserve yeah. your right, like, cause you don't need nobody on no fuck shit on your platform. Exactly, cause I mean, we've had to take episodes down exactly. for that that same reason. I mean, it's just it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It definitely is a slippery slope, yeah. and you don't want nobody to get fucked over yeah. behind, cause we do exactly. this at the end of the day, cause not only cause we enjoy it, but because we also want to give good information good- to people.
0: I want to see y'all That's, better your life. Win, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
2: I love
1: getting messages that say, hey, look, Man. I just purchased my first property because of you guys. Facts. Or I increased my credit score because of you guys. I learned how to trade. I got interested in this because of you guys. Facts. So like David's saying, like, this is all purely for the betterment of you all. And we do take this responsibility very seriously. Very seriously. seriously. Mm-hmm. Very seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think... A lot of times, people like you said. Whenever something does come out, it's like, damn, I didn't, I didn't even see that. It's like I did have a duty and to, to right a responsibility to, to protect you from this type of thing.
2: Exactly, and you, like I said, you don't want to be on pocket watching with JT, man. Nah, <laughs> nah. man. <laughs> you don't want to be on pocket watching. And shout out to JT, man. Yeah, like, shout out, man. You know, I know a lot of creators. They be upset with him, but I ain't got no problem with it. Even if he might, he might one day catch one of my episodes on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But I respect what he's doing because it is necessary. The constructive criticism. It's constructive constructive criticism and it's necessary because, as we know, we've been piling long enough now. It's a lot of bullshit artists out here. It's a lot of these motherfuckers that claim they do so-and-so, claim they're making so much money, but they ain't ain't got nothing but bad intent for people. They ain't got nothing but the intent to scam, steal, fuck you over, not come through what they said they was going to do. So it is necessary because it holds a lot of people accountable. That they, If they know it's somebody in the community. They got that watch. They got that, got that watch. They watching to make sure everybody on their P's and Q's. So I ain't got no problem with it. Hmm. Me neither, man. JT is an interesting brother. JT, we love to yeah, hang on the yeah, platform. <laughs> Both uh, for the platform. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, talk about it. No, nah, I did kind of want to pivot from podcast. Hey, uh, something interesting that more recently, like now, you know, we entering into this economic uncertainty. We in a recession right now and um we've seen the crypto markets going to mm. another bear market now. Mm-hmm. Now I know you started investing in crypto early like in I think 2017, it was 2017. Right? 2017. Yep. So you saw a cycle prior to yeah. this. Uh was it like the ICO era and all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a coin offerings. <laughs> yeah. What is your current outlook with crypto right now? What what you thinking about the market? Crypto down bad right now but my, I, I still got the same output bro i'm in it long term I i said when i got in like man this was 2030 2035 2040 game plan so whatever happens in between time as I, I i might not like it but i'm willing to sit through it and i could be completely wrong i said this from the jump Like i could be completely missing on this investment but that's the risk i'm willing to take and for those that listen to me where they look up to me they're doing the same thing it's like, hear what I'm saying? Like, well, if you're going to do it, do it strategically and wisely. Don't be putting all your eggs into this shit because it could go south. Yeah. You could lose everything. So as far as what's going on right now, though, it's not really it's not really bothering me because I, I still look at it long term. It's, it's nothing new. Either, right. It's nothing right. new. Yeah. I went through it. It's when, very similar yeah. to yeah. that. I would pro- say I would say this might be I, I don't know off top. This is the uh, statistic wise, but this might be worse I remember it was a crazy drop in 2018. It was it was crazy. I don't know if I can't remember if this was if if this was better than that though, because I know like just the the way it looks right now. Everybody down down on it like oh man yeah, this sorry. shit ain't never gonna work. It's like it's crazy to me because y'all loved Bitcoin eight months ago whenever <laughs> when it was sixty. But now it's 19, 19, 18. It's like a better investment opportunity. Let me Stay away from that shit. You know, that <laughs> shit, that shit bad over there. Like, nah, bro, you wilding. Yes. Like, if I loved it at 60 and I bought it at 60, I'm going to buy it again. I'm going to keep buying it. But my thing is that like, I think what I've seen now that I'm able to finally see a full cycle, I start seeing the trends, right? Mm-hmm. NFTs was basically the same thing as ICOs. I never bought an NFT. I can understand I why. I, like, I got burnt. I ain't gonna then, lie. I got burnt by a few. Because, like, when you start thinking about it, it, we was kind of early, and the utility was always the same. Right. Like, it was always, oh man, we're gonna be able to do so much with it, but what we gonna be able to do with what it? What are you gonna be able to That's what I never meant. That's why I never bought one. When I used to hear people talk about it, I used to be like, that's cool. But in my mind, it just never meant. I was like, all right, you could do this, you could do that, but why would I wanna do that? That's why it, it just never makes like it never made sense to me. Everybody that made I know some people that made some big bread and I'm like, man, salute to y'all. But me, I just don't see the value in this shit. Mm-hmm. At least right now, I don't. But that's the that's also the other piece of it too. Knowing when to sell. That's what this whole cycle right. showed me, me too. It's is like because I got in on the game fire trend right, and I'm like, man, I'm making six hundred percent on my motherfucking money, bitch. I feel good. <laughs> I'm walking around, I'm feeling great. You know what I'm saying, six hundred percent. But then it's like. Okay, how long is this gonna happen That's realistically? Sustainable. Mm. Like, let's let's keep it. Real. How long is this gonna happen? Whenever I seen them cut from six hundred percent to four hundred, I should have sold right then right and there. Because right it's like, okay, obviously this is slowing down. The money, the money's stopping. So, like, I think the market showed me a lot about when to sell with crypto. Now, no. whenever people talking about it, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. I mean, <laughs> T- take some profits. Ain't nobody talking about it right now. So. If you are an investor, I ain't telling you to go by, but if you with somebody that believes in crypto and got the money to invest in it, you probably should. But if you don't, let's talk about this because, man, I feel like this was a, a, an important conversation. And this, in my opinion, if you don't got a six month emergency fund, you shouldn't be investing at all. Let's and this is something that's not really talked about in our community because everybody's trying to sell some shit. Everybody's yeah. trying, yeah. trying, everybody trying to get rich fast. Get everybody trying to get rich fast. Everybody's trying to sell a scheme. course. All that shit. So they'll tell you buy my stuff, invest in that. But if you ain't got six months of, of emergency savings, you shouldn't be investing in shit. Not Bitcoin. Not real estate. Not stocks. Nothing. Because Keep when your money. shit hit
1: the fan, what do you have? What to do lean you have?
2: On? Now you got to liquidate. Now you got liquidate money that might not even be there no more. Mm. You might have put a hundred dollars into something. The market went down. That hundred dollars is forty seven dollars now. And you needed that. And 100. you needed that hundred. So that's why. Man, like I, I really hope people take heed to that. Like, if you don't got your six month of emergency seven, and to be real, I'm saying six months to be nice. In my opinion, I think it really should be closer to twelve, especially specifically for times like these. I don't think you should be investing at all, unless it's maybe like a four hundred one k. All right, cool. But I'll some start, through your job, some through your job, tax benefit type, exactly, shit. Yeah. tax benefits. But like on your own, hitting the stock market, trying to um, do real estate, all that shit. Keep your fucking money. Don't spend, don't spend nothing because when hard times hit, that money that you invested, you gonna go liquidate that shit, and it's not gonna be the same. It's, it's not gonna, gonna be, be a fifty percent cut than what you put in there. But people don't say this shit, yeah, man. It's true. Let's be real, people don't say that shit. They gonna be like, yeah, about this, you gonna invest in that? Like, man, this motherfucker don't even got twenty five hundred dollars. Why are you telling him to invest his money? At all? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he if, got twenty five. If he, lose his job right <laughs> if he now, loses job, right now his job is over. He got he could pay rent for a month, maybe two months. Is over. So you telling him to invest, he shouldn't be investing. If anything, he should if he should be investing in anything, it's maybe to start a business. But a low cost business that's gonna mm-hmm. cost him if he got twenty five hundred the business, let's say it costs two hundred dollars to start. So maybe gonna help you increase your increase income. Increase your income. Not your active income, not your exactly. passive income. Exactly, not no passive income, your active income. Cause if you're trying to that's a, who taught us that? Um active versus passive? Uh no, nah, uh, auntie. Sandy Hood Estates. States. Okay. She had okay. told shout us that out, like. Yeah, yeah shout, shout, out, out, shout out, shout out to my people. Her, her and Paki said, people get passive income mistaken cuz they think passive income mean no work. Exactly. You need more active income to create passive income. income. You can't just skip that step like if you making a $4,000 a month and you taking a thousand of that and trying to make passive income. You're not going to replace that four bands in a year, two years, three no. years. It's gonna take a long ass time. So if you can find a way to take that four thousand and increase it to ten thousand, now you get a better chance mm-hmm. of
1: increasing that passive income. Because you are still living off of two and now you got eight you can just throw into some investment shit.
2: No facts. Like but but niggas be thinking, I make I make thirty eight hundred at the job, I could take this thirty eight hundred. Invest half of it, and I can start making 10000 a month within the next three months. Like, nigga, what? Who told you this? Yeah. Who told you this? <laughs> that's not the but way business works. But this is shit work. people really be believing, bro. Like, I be getting some unbelievable DMs and messages from people. I be like, nigga, this is a terrible idea, bro. Don't do that. Bro, told you, I, you I tell them so, straight up like that? Bro, absolutely Terrible. Do not, I be bro. I tell people if you ain't got six months of savings minimum, don't invest in shit. I don't care what it is. I don't care how great the opportunity sounds because you don't know what the fuck happened. Ain't nothing guaranteed, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I know you be getting the messages too from the people with the fake pages. with you, man, I, I don't get them. They be blocking me. Oh, I'm talking about like them pe- niggas are people that know us. you. Like, oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Like man, put motherfuckers hit me up one time. Listen, they listen to the pod. Shout out to you. I think your name was Alex. Shout out Alex. He's like, yeah, bro. You was telling me about these Bitcoin mining investments. It. It. Wait, wait a minute,
1: motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I ain't told you about nothing. You said,
1: I don't even know how to mine, nigga. <laughs> right.
2: But it's like, it's crazy because like what you say, it makes so much sense, right? This having that baseline first. first. Bro, have that baseline so you're not out here operating out of this this need to yes. try to make this money turn into all the money you ever gonna need. It's like, bro. If somebody telling you they gonna take five hundred and turn it into three thousand in two weeks, they are lying oh, yeah. to you, and they're gonna take your five hundred dollars, and, and they're gonna take five other people's five hundred dollars, <laughs> and they're gonna turn it into three bands for themselves <laughs> so, in a week. <laughs> that's, that's what they gonna do. They gonna block your ass. They ain't gonna be able to hear from.
1: Oh yeah, now your page hack. Yeah, page right
2: now your page hack. Oh, I'll be like, bro, people, re- bro, people really be falling for this shit, bro. And I'll be like, you know, as um for what we do, at the end of the day. We leaders within the culture, people mm-hmm. look up to, look up to us for guidance, influence, all that thing. So it really be, I be feeling like it's our duty sometimes to let people know, like, hey man, do, I know y'all, we giving y'all financial game. We got guests giving y'all financial game, and most of it is some 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 dope, some shit that could change your life. But at the end of the day. You gotta get that, that that just the basic shit down first before you start going off on this crazy shit. Motherfuckers, can't be skipping steps. Can't be skipping motherfuckers fundamentals. Be, fundamentals, bro. Like niggas really be having five grand total save and be telling me, oh, I'm about to get in the trucking. You like, gonna get your, you get you your shirt shirt burnt, bro.
1: Like Nigga, that that's that's not even an engine blow. I like that that's you blowing fucking five, six tires. That's your money gone.
2: Man, I I, I remember uh, I remember like three, four years, like four years ago. I don't remember who it was. I wish I could remember. It was some nigga I seen on YouTube. He was an older white dude. And he was like, "You shouldn't be investing if you don't have a hundred thousand dollars saved." And at the time, I was you like, thought he was tripping. I said, I said "That's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life." Because I was like, "I wouldn't even be in the position that I'm in if I if, if I took that strategy." But as the, as the years going on, I'm seeing. A lot of people getting in fucked up situations. I might not a hundred percent agree with that, but I'm like it make a lot of sense because a hundred thousand is a it ain't it ain't rich or nothing like that, but it's a good cushion for you. Once you got twenty five thousand dollars, all it take is one mistake to get you back down to two twenty five hundred. So that's why I think his opinion for that hundred was because he give you that cushion. If you fuck up, I still got fifty left, and that's a big fuck up. Mm-hmm. But you got a big fuck up. You only got 20 bands, you right back down to nothing, bro. Like, nothing. And how many of us seen people go through that? They I've, might been have through 20.
1: A, I've been through it personally.
2: Exactly, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's common, especially within the community, because at the end of the day, a lot of us, we don't come from handouts. We ain't got rich parents, rich family members, and we trying to work and get up there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times... Trying to move so fast, we'll fuck up. You bump your head. You bump your head. That's just part of the game. We all. Like I took a six figure L last year. She's mm-hmm. gone. Money's just gone for good. I'm like, damn. So I know L's is just a part of the game. But at the end of the day, luckily I'm in a position where I could still live my life. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to do no. I ain't got to start selling shit and mm-hmm. nothing like that. But I know the average person, if they took an L like that or even close to it. It's
1: a nail in the coffin.
2: It's a nail in the coffin, bro. Like, and and a lot of times, people it take people never bounce back from things like that. So that's why I feel like it was important to talk about that because I know so many. I get so many DMs, bro. I got fifteen hundred. What should I invest in, nigga? Nothing. Invest in yourself. Go get (laughs) go go buy some books. You know what I'm saying? Maybe start a business if you're business-oriented. Because I don't even like telling everybody start a business, bro. Because business is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's like, bro, go self-educate yourself. Go read some books. Learn Go get these stuff. certifications so you can go get a, get some a better job. A be, right, a better Increase job. active income. Facts, bro.
1: And, and I'm going to be honest. Like I think that's a lot of people's uh, issue as well. They got low-paying jobs and... Entrepreneurship was so glamorized <laughs> right. over the p- past few years. There's like, you know what? I don't need a job. I'm just gonna make money with entrepreneurship, and this is gonna be my ticket out. But they don't understand that you still have to have a skill set and a great worth ethic so to get a- to there, bro. And yeah. you, you, you doing a bullshit job, you on the frying machine at <laughs> McDonald's. Do
2: that. You can't even do that right. Ah, nigga, you on the frying machine at McDonald's, you need a better job. You first, need bro. a better job, bro. Get your skills up, exactly. Dollars an hour is it, what, how much a year? That's like probably, nigga, that's I years, don't man. know, I don't, don't even want to calculate nah, I don't that. <laughs> that <right? just laughs> sounds scary as hell. It oh, do calculate that,
1: and I said that to say that, right? Because... I came from a low paying job and then I switched to the insurance adjusting industry and I ended up starting touching real paper through this shit. Mm -hmm. It was like, damn, like, nigga, I don't mind going to work. Like I, I, I was doing what I was doing before at a job, paying me much less. I was working throughout the day, working on my business after this. Now that I'm touching real paper, nigga, I'll do this and that. And now I don't have to worry about being, my business having a hundred thousand dollar month every month in order for me to survive because I got this money coming in from my insurance adjusting. Now I can let my business grow organically. I can make sure that we right. put money into the right places. Nice we got our market from the exactly. We got our marketing right. We investing into the right systems, things of that nature. Once you start touching real paper, working at a job feel different.
2: It do because you know you know like man y'all get on my nerves too much. So I'm just out this motherfucker. Because I don't have to be here. Exactly. I'm just here because I'm just trying to grow. And, and if more. you got
1: the skill set, you're now a valued
2: asset. Exactly. And they don't even want you to leave once you got the skill set. Man, I said, I said this years ago on a podcast episode. I don't know if it was 2019 or 2020. I said at the end of the day.
1: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say.
2: This is ludicrous. But they think entrepreneurship is the, the only, only way. But it's not. Mm-hmm. They really believe like, man, it's not. The, because then you have so many people that's winning and that was especially winning. You talk about 2020. You know what I'm saying? man. PPP, everybody was winning from everybody 2020 was winning. to 2021. So it looked easy. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the reality is when it's when a bull market. You was playing market, with the game slot you know, is up right now. Exactly, bro. In a bull market, everybody a genius. You can do anything and start making some dough. And you feel like, man, I could do this shit forever. It's lit. But then as times get hard. It's like, all right, let's see who really want
1: to be an entrepreneur. That's what this time is right now. Fact. This time is about to weed out a lot of, a the, lot people of the people who thought that there was down the bank. <laughs> but like when shit get hard, like, are you going to go back to the craft? Are you going to be back in the lab? Like, are you going to really put in that dirty work and figure out, OK, this is what I did to get there. How can I now 10x this and make sure that while this is going, the market's going down, I'm still able to eat. So many of our mentors and friends have told us, if you can survive through this era, nigga, you good for life.
2: No, that's facts, bro. If you could... And I was just talking to my guy, uh, Donovan Ruffin, yesterday, we was having... No, this two days ago. We was having a similar conversation. We were just saying, as as much as we love the bull markets, we need the bear markets. Because you're going to learn... So much more in a bear than you what you would learn in a bull market. It makes mm-hmm. so much sense because the bull market, you, so you start making mistakes, you in start the bull making market. mistakes, you, you know start thinking saying? you can move any type of way. Because, like Jalen just said, you playing with the sliders up exactly. I could, I could pull up from half court, <laughs> I'm gonna Cash. hit the shot, Cash. But, but like that make a lot of sense. Bear bro. is about strategy, skill, education, and that's the time you really, you know, what I'm saying, lock in and learn those things. So, bear markets are absolutely necessary, especially for young people. Because we hit we hitting our head, and now we like, mm, this, okay, this, this I is so. how it really be. This is how it really yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Not only that, we got nephews, nieces, little brothers, kids. We could get this game for our kids now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? Because they are gonna experience it. Like, what the fuck? Life is a cycle. Shit gonna continue on. Our kids gonna be fucking teenagers, adults at some point. We can say, hey, in 2022,
1: 2023, this how this shit this
2: how happened. this shit went. So you need to prepare yourself for this. Do this. Do that. Do that. So it's this, this, these times, in my opinion, is absolutely necessary.
1: Mm. And on the bear market, shout out to Wendy on Twitter. Wendy was like, "It's not a bear market; it's a build market. This mm, is where you build, build in yourself, and this is where you invest in the companies that are really building sustainable things. Even like crypto, right? Like, pay attention to which coin and which ecosystem is still building. Mm. If these niggas went under, like fucking." Tether and all these other, yep. okay, like them niggas fell by the wayside, but who's still building? That's who who's gonna last throughout yeah, this no, that's market
2: really with the shits. Mm, yeah. Speaking of tether and the ones that failed, like, say I gotta ask you, man, how you felt about that whole Sam Bankman FTX shit? Man,
1: that shit was crazy, bro. That's that was crazy. one of my favorite fucking uh, exchanges.
2: For real, I never yeah. used it. Really? I did use it. I, I was I was big on FTX. Me but too, though. Again, For real, yo, yeah, I, I I actually sold most of my stuff. Like as the market started turning down, I was like, "Okay, I'm getting off all exchanges. I'm just gonna use cold wallet, put Bitcoin well, in there, and that in that we stay in there. I'm not messing with all these other altcoins because started recognizing it's like, uh, shout out to Bitcoin. Say he was the one that put that in my head. It's like end of the day, we talk about this ecosystem. Bitcoin is the, like, the U.S. dollar. It's the of, US, US, It's US, like, US. like the reserve currency Yo. of the crypto ecosystem." So it's like, OK, if I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency and the market's going into a bear market, I would rather invest in the reserve currency than all these little coins. Who I, I may have a potential to 10x, 20x my money, but I also had a potential to just hit zero. So it's just like it made more sense to me. It's like, OK, let's go ahead and just move it all off. But that that FTX shit was crazy, man. Oh, that like, shit was crazy. All this a lot of people got burnt, bro. I seen stories of athletes lo- losing fifteen million. Tom Brady. Tom Brady lost how much they say he lost? I think he lost his fortune, bro. They said like six fifty or some shit like that. meal. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady whole thing, son. Tom Brady look like you ain't about to retire no time. <laughs> nah, no, dog. Bro. Hey, that's crazy though. Yeah, I think they is his whole thing. I was like, "Yo, that's wild." Oh man, I, come on, time. T- I know yeah, Steph, I was Steph was one of them. one Yeah, bro, it's like a lot of people, bro. That shit. The crypto. At the end of the day, bro, people gotta understand crypto. is fairly. It's still at the end of the day. It's still fairly new. It's in its infancy. It's How you feel
1: inf- about regulation regarding what cryptocurrency?
2: I feel like that defeats defeats the whole purpose of crypto. So you still with the 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 original ethos of crypto of like. This is created to be an alternative currency system, peer-to-peer. That's private. I got complete control over. That's why I fucked with it. So when you talk about regulation, I'm like, that was one of the reasons why I never fucked with Ripple. Because I'm like, this defeats, in my opinion, this defeats the point of cryptocurrency. Because it's regulated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just what I think about it.
3: Okay.
2: Actually, I'm not opposed to the idea of regulation. You I do what? feel like we need it at one point. It's a, at one that's point, that's fair, bro. Like, I think so, it's needed for mass adoption. Me personally, yeah, no, no. I use you, you right, bro. For mass I, adoption, it's gonna have to. It's gonna be something gotta happen. I, I don't feel like the average person, and I said this before. Niggas got out my time. I was like, I, I don't think the average person is gonna want to learn as much as it takes to learn to transact in the peer to peer crypto world. Whereas it's You're like, right. I agree. Like it's like okay, I gotta go get this wallet, and then I gotta send it to this this. Create this key It's like well, <laughs> right. how, how this shit. I work? shit. <laughs> no, I'm gonna send that shit to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This shit to the wrong one. <laughs> it's like, I feel like the average person wouldn't spend the like, time. Y'all right. y'all so right. like, I think it's needed, but I to your point, it does defeat the original purpose. It does. And with that, I wonder if it jays, basically, I wonder what's next for crypto. That's it. You're right, bro. I'm, for, I'm I'm thinking from a personal. Not that I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking it from a personal level. When I say regulation, but at the end of the day, I think for mass adoption, to some degree, for the average person, the 65 year old woman, some, it, some yeah. That's another
1: thing with FTX, right? It was a bank in Canada that held their teachers' pensions in that shit.
2: That shit is insane, bro.
1: Wiped out. Wiped out. Bitch, I've been working for 50 years. If I shit go to <laughs> y'all niggas.
2: <laughs> bro, that's it. Man, know. Oh, uh, somebody, hey, I'm getting it back in blood. <laughs> no, nah, what? Like, I'm getting it. Somebody gotta see me. See your pension gone, bro? Gone, dog. That could, man, uh, hey, bro. That's why I, we we tell people all the time when they get into crypto. I say, man, this shit is a risky. This shit could go to absolute zero. It could. It can. I, you know, ain't no investment guarantee, but people in our community man we got this we got we we still got this get like get get rich, rich
1: quick casino, casino mentality casino
2: mentality bro. very gamblish They throw some in the game see what pop i hope hopefully it pop that lotto mentality oh, yeah. i mean when in reality that's the quickest way to go broke facts I, I ain't never seen nobody personally get rich off the lotto i know motherfuckers been buying lotto tickets their whole life you ain't never seen no i know one uh one of my uh my Neighbors I grew up with, they want a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like I the only, only people I know. Did personally. they do right
1: by it? Or you know, you know they? Now, I
2: ain't never seen them well out. They stayed in the same house. I think they might have. They might have got like a car, but they still got that same house to this day, and that was hmm. twenty years ago.
1: That's smart. It's Shout like, out to neighbor. <laughs> instead
2: of putting it on just a chance, like think about it. if I'm spending five dollars a day on some lotto tickets on a chance of getting rich. What's the benefit if I just took that same $5 a day I spent? That's $150 a month. And I used it to invest in myself. Mm, In yourself. And used it to go get an IA license like we did or spend the time, save some money, go to a boot camp and earn one of these tech jobs where it's like three years from now, you might be making 30K at your job. Now you found a job, you're making 200. Where it's like,
3: But it it, it didn't
2: happen overnight. That shit changed, though. It It didn't happen overnight, but it happened because you took the time to learn the skill, and like skills change your life, bro. That's it. You get the right skill, you start making some good money. Your life could change fairly. I ain't gonna say like overnight, but it could change in a in a in a good time. Where it it seemed like it was overnight. In in the grand scheme of life, it's almost overnight. Right? right. It'll seem like it for sure.
1: Especially if you don't indulge in lifestyle creep as well. That's if you that. if you do if you do it properly, and you keep your bills and everything the same, and you start making a lot more paper, niggas ain't should, doing that though. shit feel different, dog. I'm niggas going to Louis though. They
2: going to Louis. They going to the club. They going. They taking they, taking chicks on trips, spending a bag on them. That's just they just like a rite of passage for a lot of niggas. They gonna blow it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what niggas do. Especially if they getting it while they're young. That's why. I, I think getting bread when you're young is it's a blessing, it's a gift it's and a, a curse. It's a gift and a fucking curse, bro. Because you feel like oh, I'm be like this forever. I'm always beginning. You just start doing dumb shit because you ain't lived enough to know better. For real, mm-hmm. you don't really know. You like I could blow this bread, and it's always gonna be like this. I could blow this ten real quick. I could blow this twenty in a month doing some dumb shit. The whole time when, when some 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 hard times hit, you thinking like, damn, I could use that twenty right now.
1: Hard times are a good investment opportunity. It is, bro. And now you, but if you got the money to yeah,
2: invest, you gotta have the money to invest. Everybody say they'd be waiting on the um uh, to a bear market to invest until the bear market come, And now they ain't hmm. got no money. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody at the home, man, when Bitcoin hit this, when real estate hit that, I'm, I'm loading up, the boat. I'm buying up everything. Loading the boat or what, dog? Who, who the fuck got no buying for real right now? I ain't seeing it. <laughs> I ain't seeing seein it on either. the ground. I ain't seeing it on not, Twitter. I don't, I don't see the, screens, I don't <laughs> I don't see the <laughs> screen I see the Who y'all know that's like, man, I just bought a, a four unit, an eight unit. I'm doing this. It ain't too many people that's doing it. Nope. Because niggas, a lot of niggas really just be full of shit. They, be, they just be talking for real. Hmm.
3: Yeah. That's
1: facts. <laughs> <fakes. laughs> y'all know I ain't lying, man.
2: Yeah. That's a fact. Like your <laughs> tweet said, man, everybody rich to you hang out Everybody with rich them. until you hang out with them. Then you like, niggas asking you to pitch in you like hold on nigga you on the on the on the on the gram you made a million dollars last year or this year
1: that's a fact dog even being a podcaster because you come in contact with more of those type of
3: people
1: even with us it was like damn this person said he was doing that (laughs) that background at that house look a little different (laughs) bro. that background at that house how many how
2: many <laughs> Yo, y'all, been, chill. y'all been piling for a minute how many niggas that then came or y'all show that on the gram? everybody think this is the richest nigga in the world because you, you ain't even you get around certain people your oral your presence could tell like certain little things you could do you're gonna be like i don't think this person is who they say they is that shit happens bro it's a lot it's a lot bro that shit be happening You be like oh that's why, man. The it's a gift and the curse of podding too. It is because pine you learn to not look up to nobody. Cause mm-hmm. you don't, these people online, it's not the same person in real life. And, and when we even, be yelling <laughs> that shit,
1: niggas be like, man, how y'all know? How y'all discrediting <laughs> everything? Bitch, I met a lot of these
2: <laughs> niggas. And then the thing is too, it's not even always just on the money standpoint. No, it's too. not, bro. A lot of times it's on the ball. character. It's, it's character. the, the personality. Like, yes. You start seeing what a person values is yes. whenever you're having these conversations. like, this person is a piece of shit. Yeah, I can't fuck, I with, can't him. fuck with him. I can't fuck with them Outside of real? recording... I'm going my way, you go yours. We say peace. We ain't never gotta speak again.
1: You a real slime ball. It's even episodes we've done that we have not released. Cause it's just like Same here, bro. Same here. I'm not fucking with that shit, dog. Same here.
2: Same. Here. But uh, if you're not in the industry, you're not even gonna understand this conversation. Because you just seeing this person highlights on Instagram or whatever platform. So you think on Oh, they super lit. It's like I got people that I, I respect when I respect I respect a lot of people. But it's nobody that um at the end of the day we all human. And we all fuck, fuck up, make mistakes, and ain't none of us. But it's a lot of us that's full of shit, too. So I know, like, I got to get around somebody first to see how they move, see how they vibe, have consistent conversations. them. then I'm like, no, I got I, that, 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 that nigga solid, or she solid, or whatever. But other than that, it's like, people be asking me about people. Don't ask me shit. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know nothing. Say, don't we making nothing. content. I know what I heard. We make, I... I they say what they do. Other than that, personal-wise, I don't know nothing. I don't want to be around them. Nothing. I handle my business. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. that's how I see it. Hmm. So
1: It's one last thing I want to get into with you, and it's the way you make content, right? Mm-hmm. You're really good at taking your everyday life and making content out of it. How'd you learn how to navigate that and start really just doing it? Because some people are not even comfortable with that.
2: No, they're not. So you're right, bro. That's a good question. Well, I do... Um. I like I just, you know, look for inspiration to certain things, what I think is dope, what I see uh, like, I could, I could watch and study other... I'm a I'm a studier, bro. I, I watch things, and what I like, I pick up, and what I don't like, I let it go. Like, prime example, just last night, I was watching Barbara Watson interviews, bro. You know what I'm saying? She, she, you know, she just passed away, rest in peace. I was watching her interview. Um, Vladimir Putin and Robert... I'm not... A, what's what's the Kardashians there? His name, his name Robert Rob? Wright. I think so, Rob yeah. Rob Kardashian and Vladimir Putin. I was just watching because... At the end of the day, we in the same field, like for real. Even though and this, she pilot, the pinnacle, and bro. she reached the fucking pinnacle, bro. She she didn't interview the biggest niggas of all time, bro. So mm-hmm. I was just watching some of her shit. But what I'm going, what I was saying is like I'm just a I study, bro. So I could see stuff. I'm like, man, that's fly. And i like, I could implement this on my own way. I ain't copying nobody because I'm gonna put my own twist and my own thing into it. And I just put the camera up and. Let that shit roll. Just I ain't trying to do. I feel like it's easier to do the shit I'm doing than trying to create something. I'm just documenting. Mm -hmm. I'm putting the camera up and I'm just doing shit I do regular. But when I'm, I be trying to think of shit what I want to do. It's like damn damn impossible for me to do it because I'm thinking too much, bro. It's like man, you spending too much time thinking and not enough time executing it. Like man, just live my, just live your life. Do what you normally do and just put the camera. up. So
1: you got a tripod when you be in the gym. or that be somebody. Recording, no, I get right? somebody recording for me.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like,
1: damn, this nigga. Is...
2: No, <sighs> no, I'll be. I'll, I'll uh at, my, at the gym in my crib. I be having a tripod, but um, in the gym, I just get somebody recorded. Nothing wrong with that,
1: man. Yeah. That, that's dope, dog. I think a lot of people can li- learn a lot from that. It's just. Making you like the content, man. Yeah, bro. And I know it's something that I do need to do more, but sometimes I be like, man, fuck this shit. I ain't got time to be recording yeah, got time this to shit. to be recording? Yeah, it's like, bitch, I'm, I'm trying to do some shit.
2: No, nah, facts, bro. I'll I, I definitely get what you mean, but you know, at the end of the day, this social media yeah. is all based on content. Whoever got the most you, content gonna win. That's a, that's fact. a fact. That's, that's how how a bra- fact. That's how you keep your brand in people's faces. If you're facts. not posting, somebody else is, and they taking the people's attention every time. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Man, Zay, bro, this has been great, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely glad to have you back. back, back uh, We're gonna hop into our last little questions for mm-hmm. you, man. So, uh, my question I like to ask everybody, man: What are you doing with your money right now to make sure that you never go broke again? Man, that's a good question, bro. So right now, what I'm doing with my money is I'm just stacking. I'm stacking, stacking. I, ain't, I, ain't, I'm looking for opportunities to that I know going that's gonna be can't misses at this point. That's what I'm doing, but. I see the market The market just, in my opinion, at least for these next twelve months, it's probably going to continue to go down. And I'm just looking for opportunity. So right now, when I'm doing my money, I'm stacking. I'm still, I'm still investing into things too, though. I'm still investing into the market, stock market, crypto, and crypto. But mainly, I'm just loading up. So whatever happened, happened. Hey, Mm -hmm. can't never go wrong with that strategy. I doing. I'm not doing too. Um, I'm not doing like too much. Like overthinking it or trying to do some extra shit. At this point, I'm past that. Trying to do extra shit to hit a home run, I'm just trying to base hits. Base hits. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just and that's because that's growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I ain't trying to hit no motherfucking uh, grand slam.
0: You I don't need saying? to get
2: a hundred percent return.
1: Now, to if it happens, thousand. it happens. Yeah. If it
2: happens, it happens. But uh, it's I. Ain't, that's the quickest way to lose. Mm-hmm. And I ain't trying to take no L's.
1: Okay, I got my three questions for you, my brother. What's up, bro? First question: Are you frugal or are you a flexer?
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm laughing because it depends on who you ask. Me <laughs> I'm asking you personally, <laughs> man. Bro, I feel like uh, I'm kind of like if it's something in the in the middle, whatever that gray area is, I think that's me. I'm, a, I'm gonna use I got the, the word times that somebody both. else gave: fruglax. Sorry, right, fruglaxer. <laughs> I'm a frugal Then got, I got I got times where I'm very frugal. And I got times, like, every now and then I might flex a little bit. So, yeah, I'm a (laughs) Fuglexer. That's a bet. That's
1: a bet. So, another, uh, my second question is, I know you have, uh, you're expecting a kid. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to leave a legacy for your seed? Oh, that's a great question. So,
2: I started, this crazy, I started um, an investment account for my kid five years ago.
3: hmm yeah,
2: it's five years ago. I remember right? you saying that shit. Yeah, it went viral. I tweeted about a a while ago. So that's something that I've been continuously investing in since then. So that's one by the time my by the time my daughter is um eighteen, she'll be well over a millionaire. If I don't fuck her money up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she'll be well over a million, which I'm not gonna mess up by the way, but she'll be well over a million but, but beyond that though, beyond that because I learned that um generational wealth, it ain't even about money. It's about education. Because mm-hmm. I could give her that money, but if she ain't educated. She can she fuck, fuck it up. She going to fuck it up. And then it's going to be like, I did all that for what? Exactly. Like they say, they say, um within well like, extremely wealthy people, they got a sand from, like, shirt, t- shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves. I have ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Like, a family builds wealth, and then they blow it within, like, a generation or two. Yeah. They say even billionaires. The Vanderbilt. I, I didn't even know this, bro. They oh, said yeah, the, the Vanderbilt. They blew, all, they that blew all that shit. They said the, the average billionaire wealth is gone within two generations. We think a billionaire generation lasts for at least goddamn two,
1: three, four, five.
2: You know what I'm saying? But that shit gone. So it's like, I could give my kid whatever money, but if I'm not educating her and teaching her to self educate herself, it's irrelevant. So the things I'm doing, to answer your question, is I'm continuously learning and co- continuously doing character development so I could be the best person, not only for myself, but for her. So she could see me. And she like, this is my dad. You know, kids just do what you do. So mm-hmm. she can see what I'm doing. And she strives to, you know what I'm saying, kind of character develop herself in her own way. Because she, obviously, I don't want her to be like me. You know what I'm saying? She a woman. She'll be a woman. But she going to character develop her own way. And um, that's all I can ask for, bro. Fuck the money. As long as she know, like, the values that I got, that I'm still in her. She knows to keep striving, to educate herself. That's more important than anything. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. My last question is, do you have life insurance?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you, you say, gotta do <laughs> so, so you know, I, you know, I'm a, a military vet, and that's something that the military installing you. As soon as you get in, you gotta get life insurance. You know what I'm saying? Ain't mm-hmm. no, ain't no turning that down. So getting out, I still just kept that same thing. Life insurance is super important, bro. They they say when you die, I heard, I heard T.K. Kirkland say this. He said when you die, somebody is supposed to blow up, blow up off your death. Mm. Meaning like, you die, you got a five hundred thousand million dollar life insurance policy. Somebody supposed to get that and be. They lit now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I like you it. just said, if you get that education piece, if you may not have even been able to give them the money, the money, but if you gave them the education and they, they might get, get that it. bag, you bro. might have a Master P on your hand for all oh, you know. Facts, bro. Facts. Well, Xavier, brother, again, appreciate thank you joining bro. us, man. How people can tap in with you if they want to learn more about you. Uh, tap into your show, all that. Appreciate that man. So first I want to say man appreciate y'all for having me back on y'all. already know I got the utmost respect for y'all. I Same love everything here, y'all doing. Whenever y'all appreciate want me to come through anything else, y'all got my number y'all hit me. I'm there right away. But the people can find me on uh Instagram I'm at the official official Xavier Miller. I only got one page and nigga's page, not going to DM man, y'all either. and I'm not going to DM you. I'm he never going I'm trying to sell you no I'm, crypto, I'm not, <laughs> Bitcoin mining investment. <laughs> Nothing. I'm never going to DM you if I don't know you personally like Really know I'm not gonna leave you know Hey how's it going? And it, with it with that being said, if motherfuckers DM you and you thinking just ask them to send you a voice note if you like I don't know if it's him or not. Send you a voice note. Send me a voice note. If they say no, they gonna say no because it's not me. So that's the easiest way to figure out if it's a scam or not. But you get that's on Instagram. I'm at official Xavier Miller. On uh, everything else, I'm at Xavier C Miller, and you can find the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast that's on all platforms everywhere. And you can find it on Twitter. Instagram TikTok All this shit Yeah
1: y'all tap into that For sure For sure uh, Zay once again Appreciate, appreciate you my brother bro, bro. Uh, Glad that we can be locked in For so long mm-hmm. We're gonna get into A few house cleaning notes I wanna say thank you To everybody For listening to this episode Y'all leave us five stars Leave us a rating and review Let us know what y'all thinking Let us know what y'all like And don't like If y'all hate a lead Comment too I wanna see that shit too man Um, I appreciate everybody For tapping in Y'all Make sure y'all get your tickets January 28th.